What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Netflix Addict Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jerry. And today we're going to be talking about some Netflix news, um, the Oscars, what we got right and what we got wrong, some film snubs. We also are going to be talking about Netflix breaks up with Marvel. Are Netflix and Hulu going to become a thing? Whoa. Stay tuned for that. We're also going to be talking about The Dirt. Are we excited? Are we not excited? We're also going to be talking about Hunting of Hill House and a game that we're going to do at the very end of the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. And without further ado, here's the intro. We're here. Yeah, man. We're I'm here. excited for this episode. So, Finally. How you doing, Christian? I am kind of sick, to be honest. My voice is not 100% right now, but I will try my best not to cough, cough, sorry, in the listener's ear too much. Yeah, I think the pretzels are getting us sick, probably, man. Man, these pretzels are tough. But right. hey, that's the only food we have for the studio, so. That's true. That is very shout true. Shout out to pretzels. For Yo, actually, talking about shout outs, I want to give a, a quick shout out to, what's his name? Crap, I forgot his name. Um. It was Ravenclaw something. Oh, for giving us a review yeah. on the podcast, man. We're excited. Thank you, Ravenclaw something. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I just. Uh. It's Ravenclaw four one six. Yeah, he you. Thank you so much for that review. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And guys, if you want us to shout you out, give us a review, and we'll do that yeah. because we love to hear from you guys and mm. to know that we have an actual audience, and it's not. Just us talking for a microphone for an hour, hour and a half. I mean, we still enjoy if if it was only us two talking. That's true. But I feel like you guys are we the audience, so just let us know that you're listening. Review it, rate it, uh, send us tweets because we're always reading your tweets, guys. Yeah, Instagram too. Uh, any like comments you want to put in our posts? You know, you can follow us at uh, the Netflix addict. Addict. Uh, wait, underscore the Netflix addict for Instagram, and then Netflix check the underscore addict. Check the for Twitter. Guys. Okay. Yeah, and then for our personal Twitters, I am Chris6ST, and then Jerry is JerryQM18. Without further ado, here we go. So, as for Netflix news, Jerry, what do we got for today? Okay, so there's a couple things, and it was so hard to film this uh, to get so much information, but I think the most important news that we have this week is the OA Season 2. Officially, they just released a bunch of photos. They released a trailer. You know, it's kind of like last, year, like three years ago in 2016 when they released season one. So yeah, guys, if you're a fan of the OA, you had to wait like at least three years for season two. It's been a long wait, but finally this week, uh, the OA Netflix they just released the first trailer for season two, which is coming on March 22nd, 2019. Actually, before we get into all that, I, uh, that actually reminded me of a cool question. Um, what are your thoughts? On, okay, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll word it like this. Do you prefer a show to come out a year later mm-hmm. and like get it out as soon as possible or wait a while for so that we can maybe have a better version of the show with a better quality? Yeah, what so, here's, on that? so here's my thing and I'll answer with, with this thought, your question, Christian. So the Netflix producers of these shows basically said, we are not like any regular show. We don't give you that much time to tell you, hey, this was going to happen. So basically, they released the trailer for season one a week before they actually released season one. Dang. Yeah, because they know that 
Netflix knows this show it's good but they don't have to promote it that much so and then right, cool. the reason it's taking this long time to release season 2 and I agree with this is because the 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 person that is creating the show it's the main actress so she's the writer of this show oh that's cool yes she said I'm gonna take my time to produce something that is great that I'm happy of writing creating acting <laughs> and doing all these things so that's why it's taking this long because they have spent their time writing the show, uh, recording the show, editing the show, and I actually kept this show um, with social media. So I've seen the process of either creating the show or recording it. So I'm excited to see what episode two has to release because yes, it has taken almost three years to film, but uh, at the same time, I have really, really hopes for this show on as part two. So I don't know if that answers your question, Christian. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm on your same boat. Um, even though waiting can sometimes suck, I kind of yeah. do love the idea of a show taking its time to make a better quality show because I don't want to see and, and kind of um, talking a, a little bit about what we talked about in before episodes about the Star Wars thing. You know, sometimes I feel that the reason why the Star Wars movies have been deteriorating in quality is because. They, we've been getting them too quick. Exactly. You know, we've been it's 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 happening too fast, and 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 I think on the other hand, yeah. you know, we, when we talk about the original three, we got them like years in 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 separation. Yeah. So we had they had the writers had time, the producers of the movie had time to actually create something that the fans not only should see but are excited to see and want to see over and over and over again. And I think this is something that. Connor might agree with me because we all I, I you also like Stranger Things, right? Mm -hmm. So Stranger Things one was amazing because yes, they they took uh, their time to write it to create it, but I felt season two was a little rushed. Like I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I feel like maybe on season three they've taken a, a little more like pause and they have taken their time writing it, creating it. Uh, that I'm excited when it comes out in July fourth. So. We'll see if it's better, you know? Independence Day. Yeah. So going back a little bit to the OA, yep. I feel this show has been so good that even Netflix knows knows it, that when they saw a, like a rough cut of the, sh of the season two, they said, hey, we love it so much that you have a, a already f seasons, five seasons of the show. Like they already confirmed five seasons for the whole show. And that's yeah. how much they were hoping for. Oh. If we have to wait three years in between, how long is this No, show? I think... No, honestly, I think <laughs> season... <laughs> that's true. I think season two, uh, they were kind of like writing the whole ch part three, part four, part five. Oh. That's why they're taking too much time. I'm, I I don't think they're done like writing the whole part uh, five parts of the TV show, but I'm excited to see what they come with part two, which comes out March 22nd. So only like 20... Actually, 19 days. Dang. I'm excited for this show. I am excited. Yeah. Um, have, wait, have you seen season one, Christian? No, you haven't. So I haven't. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so I don't know what I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah. He's excited to see, hear me talk about the show. Yeah, for sure. I'm I see your excitement yeah. in your eyes and in your tone. So yeah. I think I'm excited for it, too. Yeah, so we're going to do an episode of season one probably like in the next two weeks or one week. I don't know. I'll watch it, I promise. Yeah, so that's what happened. So moving on. This is something that, as I was looking for news, I kind of came across, and it's about Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. He is basically telling the Academy, hey, Netflix movies 
are not real movies, so they don't deserve <laughs> to be on the Oscars. <laughs> and he's talking about the Roma movie. That's wow. why he's saying this because wow. And so he okay. So I'm reading the article right now from Deadline.com. So I'm not trying to get in trouble. That's why I'm thank you, talking. Deadline. Yeah. So uh, Stephen feels uh, strongly about the difference between the streaming and theatrical situation. So he's saying. You know, a streaming service, it's not something like a real movie. It's just a TV film. So that's his problem. And I love what the Academy basically uh, told him. He, they said, so basically the Academy said to Steven Spielberg, sorry, Mr. Spielberg, Roma ain't no TV movie. It's an impressive as anything out there. Platforms have become irrelevant. Make a movie with Netflix. Ouch. Ooh, I actually thought that, man. Can you apply some aloe to the burned area, please? Wow. Yeah, so, and I kind of agree with this. I mean, let's be honest. That's one of the reasons that I actually didn't like AMC Stops, Christian, because I felt like I had to go to somewhere, drive to a movie theater to watch a movie. I mean, I still love doing that. Yeah, I'm about to say, Jerry, don't diss me now. (laughs) Come on. But I'm a person that just enjoys watching a movie. In their comfort of their ha- home, and that's what Netflix is giving us. I can be just there, not not spending that much money on like popcorn, on like yep. drink, man, because they're expensive, bro. Yep. You know, it's something interesting, and, and I think that's how we can we make a good contrast. You prefer kind of stay home. I'm yeah. the complete opposite. I'm the kind of person that staying home to watch a movie it's boring for me. Like really? I, I like the experience of the movie theater is something that not only I love, I grew up with. Yeah. My entire family, we are movie theater addicts. Like we, uh, we love going to the movies. We go to the movies almost every single weekend. Um, my grandparents used to take my mom to see movies. Um, I remember actually yesterday, me and my mom were talking, and then my grandma and my grandpa went to see The Exorcist with my mom on the drive-in. That's Keep impressive. in mind. My my grandparents and my mom are pastors, used to be uh, wow. pastors of the church, Christian church, and they went to see The Exorcist, and then my mom literally had to hide under the seat while my grandpa and grandma were enjoying the crap out of the movie. Dude. That's how and that's how much we love movies. Dude, that's crazy, because I, I mean, I, I know you told me like your grandparents were pastors, so I just can't imagine like somebody seeing a scary horror film like The Exorcist. And enjoying it, man. But hey, I'm happy. Yeah. That, like that, that's it's what makes filming. We come from a long line of like entertainment seekers, yeah. hey. and then for us, it's kind of become kind of like the movie theater experience. I want to make a parenthesis right here because, dude, in my opinion, the best way to watch a scary movie is on a drive-through. I disagree. You, I'm gonna tell you why. Here's and then you can okay, tell me yeah, why. Yeah, not. yeah, go ahead, dude. I went to see Annabelle two <coughs> on a drive-through. <coughs> dude, I have to say, like, I w- and then I went to see it on the movie theater. I think the movie theater is more like you see it with people and some people are like getting scared and that's cool, whatever. But some people are laughing and that makes the movie not so fun. But while you're in a drive-thru and everything is dark and you have to like, kind of like you're feeling that environment of the movie. So that's what makes for me going to like a movie theater uh, versus a drive-thru more enjoyable, like the drive-thru for a scary movie. Not every movie, just a scary movie. Yeah, I get that. Um, But for example... There's something about the movie theater experience and going with a group of people who are equally scared. You know, that's true. People sometimes laugh. They don't care about it or they're just not into it at all. It's like if you that. go with Christian Gonzalez. 
Because he always gets scared when you go to oh, like yeah. watch a scary movie, man. <laughs> Christian Gonzalez is a, fr- a mutual friend of me and Jerry. And yeah, I've been to ver- very various. He um, was supposed to be on the podcast today, man. He was. He couldn't come today. But soon. He'll be here soon. But um, yeah, and I think that it's, there's something special with going with a, with in, in, a, in a theater with a bunch of people who are al- almost always reacting the same way that you are. Mm-hmm. There's something really special about that. Um, unlike a drive-in where you're kind of like alone. Or with your family alone and, and kind of like, I think I, I love just being around people, you know, in, in any type of entertainment setting, whether it be a concert, whether it be a theater, whether it be a game. I just love being around people. I think the energy kind of builds up and it makes it like a much more fun experience. That's why when I see a horror movie in a movie theater, I'm always a lot more scared than when I see it at home. When I see it at home alone... Um, I, except if the movie's like really, really scary, like I, I will normally watch it no problem. But when I'm in a movie theater, like with a bunch of people and just hearing the reactions of people screaming or like, or like jumping or whatever, it kind of like enhances the experience for me. So yeah, it, I don't know. I, I, I prefer the movie theater experience. For example, I saw the nun in Dolby. Oh my gosh, that was insane. Um, even though okay. the movie was not that great, but. It was an insane experience. I have to say, man, like, I agree with you with the uh, Dolby and IMAX. They make the movie, even if it's a crappy movie, man. Oh, yeah. Like, just this, the sound and the image of the quality of the video, man, it's just better, man. I, I have to say, Bohemian Rhapsody on a Dolby IMAX theater, that's, that's the only way you can watch the movie. Actually, in another parenthesis, I wanted to uh, actually ask, I know we're getting a little bit off track, but we'll come back, right? I promise. Um, have you ever been to a 40X theater? No, I actually want to, man. It's so much fun. Have you seen? Wait, I went one. I went to Puerto Rico recently, oh. and um, yeah. I went to one over there. I, I watched Venom in 40X. Oh my gosh, that was insane. You know, the only problem here is that we're living like, like an hour away from LA, and that's the only for the theater here in California. Oh, th- there's one in Buena Park by Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Uh, that's still too far. Oh, we live in in Southern California, by the way, for <laughs> those listeners that don't know. Um, by Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California, there's there is one. It's a little bit closer than LA. It's like a forty minute drive from here. So if you're interested in going to that one, that one's I'm pretty I'm sure that one's it. fun. I haven't been yet, but I I'm want gonna try to. to watch Star Wars Episode Nine. I think it is right. The one that is. Oh yeah, 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 Episode Nine. Yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine on 4D. Because I heard that Star Wars on 4D, it's something else. Yeah. It's I prob it probably is like you're literally flying in your chair like them chairs are moving everywhere. But coming back and moving on, yeah. we're going to be talking about what we got right and what we got wrong from the Oscars. So the Oscars wait, have wait, passed. Before you get, yeah, let's talk about the Oscars. Did you enjoy them? I did. Yeah. I really did. And honestly, I really love the idea that they didn't have a host. I know we kind of made a little yeah. joke uh, last episode, um, but I really love the idea that, that everybody kind of had a voice and everybody had something to say. Um, I think it allowed for more um, uh, movie actors and act yeah. in well, actor is the pol- politically correct term now. So for both women and male actors, it kind of allowed for a better, um, <clears throat> more open kind of kind of experience, you know. So I really enjoyed that, and the performances were all really great. And a lot of people actually agree with you, Christian, because they're saying that they like better with no host. Like, as you were saying, somebody that defines the Oscars, it's better if everybody has a piece of voice on the Oscars. So 
the Oscars. Even the way they ended it, yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Just uh, I, I forgot Julia Roberts. I think it was. Yeah, I forgot. Julia Roberts, yeah. Um, like she just said, "Well, that's been the show. Thank you so much for coming. Hope yeah. you have a wonderful day." And it ended. And it was perfect. No end joke. No mistakes. No nothing like that. It was just thank you so much okay. for watching. Have a good one. Another question: Queens slash Adam Lambert. Oh, I love them. The opening ceremony for the Oscars. I gotta say, it I was better them. than I expected. Heck yeah. I was having my doubts because, like, I was watching with my parents. Like, that's something that we do. We always watch it with my parents at home and everything. So, and we were like, uh, we don't know because Adam Lambert. See, th let's put it this way. If you're expecting Adam Lambert to be the replacement for, um, <coughs> what's his name? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Sorry, my bad. I was thinking about something else. I was thinking about Rami Malek. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, <laughs> nice. Freddie Mercury, yeah. If you're thinking, like, he's going to be a replacement, go somewhere else because he's not a replacement. But I think he's a modern voice for Queen. That's what that's the way I see it. So I enjoyed it. And I have to say the people also loved it because they were, like, like being on the show with uh, We are gonna we Will Rock You. Like, the, yeah, la the last song. I remember that. Was that. Like, Although, that wasn't the most talked about performance, though. In the shallow. Sorry, no. Okay, not I'll be honest right. with I'm you, done, Christian. That is the only reason that I'm gonna watch the movie because I felt that moment, Lady Gaga. Slash e no, not Cooper. only you. Everybody felt yeah. that. The internet went crazy after that performance. And so, so f yeah, go ahead. Lady Gaga was on a on like uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh yeah, and I saw that. Jimmy Kimmel asked Lady Gaga, "Hey, is there anything going on? Yeah, is there anything going on with between you two? And she was like, "Hey, we are actors. We we're, know how to make you feel." We're just performing. Yeah. But I gotta say, hey, that's what makes TV interesting and just the acting industry is that if you you're able to see if they have a really good chemistry between the actors, and that's what I think with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, they were able to give to the audience is like, hey, we are having an amazing chemistry, and that's why the movie or the Oscars or their performance was was amazing because yeah. we were able to feel that. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the I don't know if you have, I think it was last year the Coco performance Remember Me yeah uh, um um you it like whoever I forgot his name but the guy who was singing the song and playing the guitar um you felt like his emotions through the song and and was that's kind of that's kind of what was he the actual yes. actor that well at least the guy who sang that part okay. I don't know if he was the voice of of I forgot his name um but um I'm pretty uh, he was a singer and I think he did a great performance too because he kind of like embodied the role even though he wasn't even acting he was just kind of like performing like his character would um so yeah I really enjoyed the Oscars um, um I want to see it like this from now on but that's not what we're gonna only talk about we're yeah. also going to be talking about what me and Jerry got right and what we got wrong. And trust me, we got a lot wrong. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm happy that we got a few of these wrong. So let's start it. Visual effects. The winner was First Man. Uh, Jerry predicted that it was either going to be Avengers Infinity War or Ready Player One. While I predicted um, that it was going to be First Man. So I got it right. How do you feel about this, Christian? Do you feel like... Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, I understand why they gave it to First Man. But I do not agree with this. Yeah, um, and something that we're going to be talking about a little later, I, I do think that First Man was um, snubbed out of, um, uh, like, the other awards. So that's why I feel that the Oscars should at least give it something because the movie did deserve at least visual effects. Yeah. I saw those visual effects in that movie. They were really, really great. So, and I mean, I do agree with that, but... yeah. 
I feel like there were other movies that should have gotten these. Oh yeah, I I wanted Ready Player One to get him, like because I they like I said last episode, they literally build worlds out of nothing, you know, and that was insane. But we can't get everything that we want. Um, We can. Well, we should. (laughs) Um, Animated film. Dude, hold on, hold on. Oh. Yeah. I'm happy that we didn't get this right because I'm happy oh, with me too. the answer. I am so happy that we didn't get this so you right because it was Spider-Man Into, into the Spider-Verse. I, li- I remember I was at work and I literally jumped out of my chair when I saw that Spider-Man one. I was like, oh my gosh, Spider-Man one. Everybody looked at me weird, but I didn't care because... Like I, uh, I don't. I think I said something about this last episode, but this movie is so special to me. Like I, I love this movie. Not only on a like it was a good movie level, but on kind of like a personal level. Like I really connected with the Miles Morales character. I really loved the story. I really even the bad guy. Like at the end of the movie, you feel for him because he was doing all this. Spoilers. He was doing all this for his wife. You know, he did. He basically was willing to destroy. I think it was New York, right? It's, it looked yeah. like New York. That he was willing to destroy New York, um, well, to get his wife and son back. And what better motive is that? I I connected with uh, him yeah. so much. And I don't I don't know if you have seen their Devil TV show. Have you seen it? I have. I have. So if you've seen it, uh, he is actually a main char- main main villain of the TV show, and his story is basically that's his kryptonite, his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Vanessa. So. And that's one of the reasons that I think season three may or spoiler right here, guys. If you haven't seen it, uh, probably you make a stop right here. But that's one of the reasons that um, he doesn't really kill Daredevil or um, he doesn't he doesn't fight with him on season three. It's because he thought ta- uh, Daredevil is about to kill Vanessa, so he, uh, Daredevil told this guy, "Hey, I'm not. I don't want to kill her. So let's make a pact. You don't attack me, and I don't mess with you either. So." We know that that's his kryptonite, like Vanessa. It's this guy. And that's something that I love from um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man is that he was trying to do everything to get Vanessa and his son back. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah, I love this movie. I, and, and obviously, well, Puerto Rico, you know, Miles Morales, I, I love that. It's one of the cutest things ever. And I literally almost cheered up. And I really thank the movie makers for doing this. Um, when we are in the movie theaters... Um, I told my little brother, oh, yeah, he's Puerto Rican. He was like, oh, cool. And then, like, I don't know, like, 30 minutes later, they started speaking Spanish in the movie. And, like, Puerto Rican Spanish. And my my brother said the cutest thing ever. He looked at Miles Morales, pointed at him, he said, oh, my gosh, he looks like me. I Oh, my gosh. I couldn't handle that. It was so awesome. Just to and just to be able like for my little brother, like a nine year old, to be able to connect with a character because they come from the same place and they're very similar in culture. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I love, love, love that. So thank you to the makers of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. But what we predicted actually both was Isle of Dogs, yeah. which I think would have made sense if it won. If you seen Isle of Dogs, um, you know, it, it is a beautifully animated yeah. movie with a really intense story. And and it's made by Wes Craven, and Wes Craven is a wonderful director. And I'm 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 excited to see what other acts of animation he's gonna do next. I just thought he was gonna win because that's one of the movies that the Oscars seems like they always pick. Yeah, but I haven't seen the movie, and I'm happy that they pick Spider Man because that's to oh, be yeah. honest, one of the best movies out Yo, there. Yo, right Marvel now. won like four awards. I'm, I'm happy. Their man. first Oscars ever. So I was congratulations. You want to see the next one? 
So the next one, we're moving into directing. So the Academy pick Alfonso Cuaron, which he directed Roma. I predicted Alfonso Cuaron that he was going to win. Christian predicted Spike Lee for Black Cake Clansman. Yeah, I did. How you feel about this, Christian? Do you feel like, are you happy with Alfonso Cuaron or you wanted to Spike Lee to win? Honestly, I was okay with any of them winning. Okay. Because I think we talked about this also last episode uh-huh. is that, honestly, I really didn't care who won because they all made wonderful films. Um, yeah. Sure, I I might have I might not have liked all of them like Roma. I, I wasn't a big fan of Roma, but I do I can uh, as a as a film lover I can see why people do love this movie and and I it was a great visual movie like it was directed wonderfully. My question is, is there anybody that realistically loved Roma? Oh, heck yeah! Because critics cr- loved Roma. Have you seen the critics' reviews they don't count, for this? Bro. They don't yes, count, they bro. do. Critics. They're people too. Their thoughts count. They love this movie. The Are Academy, people, obviously. <laughs> the Academy, obviously. Sorry if my voice sounds a little muffled. I was eating pretzels. Um, but the Academy obviously loved this. So there is an audience for this movie. You know, Alfonso Cuarón and Roma won like three awards. So, yeah. and, like they were all film related. They weren't like costume design or makeup or anything like that. Or they were all like. Um, I think I won also Best Foreign Film, which we're going to talk about that a little later. And uh, it won, um, what, what was the other one? Uh, uh, original Screenplay, something like that? Yeah, Screenplay. Original yeah, screenplay, Original Screenplay or something like that. And then it was Best Motion Picture, too. Although, I will say this. Spike Lee did win, I think it was Adaptive Screenplay. Wait, did you hear, talking about Spike Lee, sorry. I'm kind of going a little yeah, off ahead, topic. But did you hear that Spike Lee, like, I think this week, he was having, a, like, a really social media talk with Donald Trump. What? Because apparently, like, Donald Trump saw that he said that Spike Lee said something uh, during his... Um, his speech? S- yeah, his speech uh, for getting his award. Uh, so Donald Trump tweeted something back to him, and then he responded back to him. So they were having, like, a conversation slash controversial between social media that became Argument. really popular. Yeah, so... I don't know into detail because I didn't really follow, follow that things, but... Yeah. I think it's that's always happening, like politics stuff. Yeah, I mean, Spike Lee has always been a very um, open person about his beliefs and stuff like that. You've seen that in his movies and the way he speaks. So yeah, but yeah, good job, Jerry. You you got this one right. Yeah. And then moving on to actress in a supporting role. So the the Oscars the Oscar went to Regina King. Uh, for If Beale Street Could Talk. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I predicted Amy Adams or Emma Stone. I was kind of like, I don't care whoever wins. I was happy with whoever won. Uh, Christian predicted Rachel Weiss. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, Weiss with a Weiss. V kind of. Yeah. Um, honestly, I could care less for this role. For this, not role, for this um, award. Yeah. Um, I think they all did a great job. And honestly, I was either or. So I did get it wrong, but I'm okay with Regina King. I think she's a wonderful actress, uh, even though I didn't see the movie. But heck, I'm pretty sure she did a p- wonderful performance in that because she's a great actress or I'll actor. I'll probably watch it just because of the award that she got. Mm-hmm. Um, next, w- next one is actor in a supporting role. The award went to Maharsha Ali for the Green Book. I predicted him. Christian predicted Sam Rockwell or Sam Elliott. I gotta say, Christian, I agree with you and like Sam Rockwell. But I'm happy with whoever won. So 
Well, I wanted Maharshala Ali to win. So I, I mean, I did choose that one, so I'm, I'm happy. happy. I thought the Green Book was awesome, and he did a wonderful performance. Um, actor or actress, sorry, in a leading role, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite One, and she gave a wonderful, oh yeah, British speech. speech. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, it was beautiful. I loved her speech. It was very funny. It was very open. It was very like feel good speech. You know what I mean? And I think she deserves it. You know, I think she did a great job. Okay. So. Jerry, you actually predicted Glenn Close or Olivia Coleman, and I predicted the same thing: Glenn Close or Olivia Coleman. So we kind of got it right. Yeah. So that's good. Um. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. I I think she did a wonderful performance. Uh, it was great, and excited to see her in something else. Um, actor in a leading role. Wait, 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 Christian. Why do I have Christian Bell? Did I predict Christian Bale to win? Oh, yeah. You predicted Christian Bale or Viggo Mortensen. Because so I knew for a fact nah, Rami Malek was going to win. You wanted Rami Malek to win, but you predicted that Christian Bale or Viggo Mortensen was going to win. I remember. Okay. I listened to it back because before I wrote it down, um, I listened back to it, and that's and that's what you predicted. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But you wanted Rami Malek to win. I'm and happy that he won. I'm that's who I predicted, by the way. Since we're talking people. about him, man, I got to say... It took me by a surprise they were dating. Well, yeah. Um, the woman that plays um, Freddie Mercury's girlfriend in the movie is Rami Malek's real-life girlfriend. I'm happy with that because they look amazing together, man. Like, just they look, look at that cute. photo. They look cute. <laughs> Anyways, moving on with... Here we go. My my favorite part of the night. Picture. Who won, Jerry? Who won, Jerry? Who I'm, I'm happy, man. The Green Book. The Green Book. Congratulations exactly. to the Green Book team. Everybody that put it together, the movie that was an amazing emotional movie. Um, yeah, so I want to watch it again. That's I predicted. I'm surprised, man. I predicted Vice. You predicted Vice, and I and it's actually funny because I went through so many trains of thought. Yeah, I like yeah. First, you want to pick Vice. Yeah, too, I so. picked Vice. I picked uh, the favorite. I think I I picked movie. a whole bunch. But I I remember at the end I asked you if you needed to pick one movie, which one do you think would win? Yeah. You picked Vice, and I picked the the Green Book, and I'm so happy. Because the Green Book, you know, it's just a, such a special movie and such a great movie that, yeah, I think everybody should watch it. I wouldn't be mad if the favorite win because that movie was <coughs> bad, man. I gotta say, it Wait, was you, bad. You would be mad if it I won? I would be mad, yeah, because okay. that movie was bad. And if Well, again, there's an audience for everything, you know, yeah, people love that movie. Um, now, we both predicted that Roma was going to win for foreign film. This wasn't one of our main categories that we were talking yeah. about. We predicted that. We, it was kind of obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. I mean... Like, Roma was, like, the biggest buzz out of all the foreign films. So, it was kind of obvious it was going to win. So, congratulations, Alfonso Cuarón and the whole cast and the whole crew. Um, and then I predicted, kind of like, also wasn't one of our main categories, but I predicted that A Quiet Place was going to win Best Sound Mixing with Cole last episode. But Bohemian Rhapsody won. So that's cool. I mean, I don't mind it. Bohemian Rhapsody was a really, really, really well like mixed, I guess, and sounding movie. So yeah. So now we're moving into film snubs. Yes, and do you want to explain what this is? Yes, yes. For those who don't know what a film snub is, is basically the what people in you know the the fans of movies think should have been nominated for something but weren't. Uh, we're going to start off with Tony Collette for Best Actress. People were going, excuse me, people were going insane when she didn't get nominated. Yeah. 
She did an amazing job with this movie, I gotta say. So you saw Hereditary? Oh yeah, yeah. It was not my favorite movie, but just her acting on this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was so bummed that she didn't get nominated because I do think that she um, did an amazing performance. Something that should have been nominated for the Academy Awards, and I'm very disappointed that she wasn't nominated. So I'm one of those fans that was like, no, Oscar for Tony. I think I said that in one of the podcasts. I forgot which one it was. Uh, hashtag uh, Oscar for Tony. Or so, or oh, so. yeah, you did like before, <laughs> so episode three. Yeah. That's what you did, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because I do think she was snubbed. Like, she should have won. Um, also, Won't You Be My Neighbor didn't get nominated for Best Documentary. And everybody was going crazy. That's the the Mr. Rogers uh, documentary that happened a few... Uh, Yeri doesn't know that much. But for those who do know... Um, the uh, the Mr. Rogers documentary did not get nominated, and people were furious about that because I I I was reading, and people were even crying at the end of this documentary. So but I was kind of happy with the documentary that won, which yeah, was, free solo. Uh, yeah, I actually watched it, and then there's another person. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember Andrew from the other church from Muslim Bellar? Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew is another yeah. friend of ours. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing a uh, rock climbing, and I basically told him, "Hey, watch you should solo. watch free solo because it's kind of like." an amazing uh, documentary about climbing he basically did this climbing of this mountain on Yosemite National Park without ropes Yosemite yeah so that is a crazy story so if you guys want to watch it watch it it's so yeah. powerful I'm pretty sure it's good Um. also Bradley Cooper did not get nominated for directing how do you feel about that Jerry well you haven't seen The Stars Are Born right no I haven't but I mean, he got nominated for Best Actor. There was a nomination for Best Actress, Best Picture nomination. Um, so I was kind of bummed that um he didn't get nominated for directing. You know, because I do think this movie was beautifully made. Yeah, I don't think I can comment on this because I haven't seen the movies yeah. and I haven't really followed this his directing role on this movie. So I don't. Yeah. I, I so when you see it, um, yeah, we can talk about it later. But honestly, I do think that Bradley Cooper did an amazing job directing this movie. Um. Actually, something in that interview with Jimmy Kimmel that Lady Gaga was talking about, he even directed the performance, the uh, the Oscar performance of oh, Shallow. He he directed all that. All that that you saw in, in that performance was planned by Bradley Cooper because he knows these characters and he yeah. loves them and he knows exactly what direction he wanted that to go. So, yeah, Bradley Cooper, he was snubbed for directing, sadly. Let's see what else he does, though. John David Washington... Um, Denzel Washington's son, for those who don't know, was snubbed for actor in a leading role for Black K. Klansman. He didn't get no did he get nominated? No, he didn't, right? No, he did not. He only got nominated for the Golden Globes. Not because I gotta say he did an amazing actor. job with his movie. He was great. Yeah. He was funny. He was really, really great. I love that dude. Yeah. Like, um also Emily Blunt, she actress for a leading role. She didn't get nominated for either Mary Poppins Returns or A Quiet Place, and a lot of people were mad at that. Because both were really great performances, according to the. Have fan you seen base. Mary Poppins, Christian? I have not, but I have seen A Quiet Place, and I do agree that she did a great performance. Oh yeah, A Quiet Place, definitely. But I don't know. I'm. I haven't seen Mary Poppins either. I don't want to see it either. So. I kind of don't want to see it either. Honestly, I'm not that interested. Sorry, fans, but I I explained my reasons in one of our previous episodes. Michael B. Jordan for actor in a supporting role for Black Panther. Yes. Huh. I mean. Yes, already no. nominated for Best Picture, so why not just nominate an actor or actress from the movie? You know, 
Yeah, and I think Michael B. Jordan did a great villain role that I don't think he... I, I don't remember if I've ever seen him in a villain role. Um, um, but still, like, I do think he did a phenomenal job in Black Panther and should have been nominated. And moving on, Nicole Kidman for Best Supporting Actress, Destroyer, and Or Boy Erased. Yes, people were furious at this. Why? Because, um, well, obviously, I haven't seen these movies, but... You um, haven't seen Boy Erased? Boy Erased or Destroyer, um, but the people were losing it because she did supposedly an amazing performance, and people were so upset that she didn't even get mentioned at the Oscars. So Let's just say this. Nicole Kidman is an amazing actress. Oh, like, heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I've seen Boy, Boy Erased, and I gotta say her acting was amazing on this on this film. I don't really want to talk about this movie right now, probably because like, I'm still processing the information, trying to come up. Wait, when did you watch it? Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, but... You're still processing? Yeah, because this wow. is a movie that... I gotta... Hold on, never mind. Let's just keep talking. I don't want to <laughs> say... I don't want to say anything because I'm still... I don't want to say something that I that I can regret later on, so... All right, cool. And finally, First Man, who was snubbed, or that was snubbed, for all the main categories... So, for those who don't know the main categories, Best Picture, Actor in a Leading Role, Actress in a Leading Role, Actor in a Supporting Role, and Actress in a uh, support, uh, Supporting Role, and Directing as well. Um, did not get nominated for any of those. What are your thoughts on that? Come on, Jerry. I don't know. It's... Did you watch? Wait, did no, you watch I, First I, Man? Yeah, I went to see it actually on Thursday, the day before it actually came out on theaters. Um, I, I love the movie. IMAX. I love the movie. I went to see it on uh, Dolby. Oh, even better. Yeah, I actually went to to watch it like around 11 p.m. after school because I was so tired. I didn't want to drive back home yet, all the way from Riverside. So I that was when I still had AMC stubs. I went to see it and it was okay. Yeah. But it wasn't the the whole like this amazing movie that I will b say, hey, I'm going to watch it like three times, two times. With one time, I'm happy with it. You know? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it again either. I didn't. First of all, I wouldn't I wouldn't give in, um, Ryan Gosling the award for best actor. No, definitely um, not. But definitely uh, the, the woman who plays the wife, I think she should, could have been nominated. She That's, did a really um, great performance. Um, Claire Foy. Claire Foy, yeah. I think she should have been oh, nominated. Oh, okay. So actually, I have to say something about Claire Foy. I thought her acting was... Not the best, because I've seen her in The Crown, and there was another movie that she did, but, oh, uh, yeah, the the girl in the Spiderweb or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, she's always an amazing actress that gets into the role, but I felt this role, because it wasn't just Americanized, that she was trying to speak with an American accent, I didn't buy it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. But, yeah. People were mad at that too. That it didn't even get nominated for anything, you know, just like visual effects. Um, but yeah, that's it for the Oscars. Um, um, Jerry. So here we're coming into something that I feel we have to mention, being a Netflix addict podcast, which is Netflix breaks up with Marvel, and Hulu is trying to hook up. With Marvel, are Hulu and and uh, Netflix gonna become a thing now? Ooh, be, are they gonna ooh. take pictures every day ooh. and post it on Facebook? Like relationship goals. Come on, I don't wanna, I don't wanna see that. So <laughs> let's kidding, start I'm with this. So after Netflix canceling all the Marvel slash Netflix TV shows, 
people are so angry and so many people believe that Marvel is going to go into their Disney streaming services. That's kind of like what people are thinking. But Netflix said that they have a contract where Marvel cannot use any of their characters, any of the TV shows that are related with Netflix for two years after the cancellation. So meaning that if they want to use this, they have to wait until Jessica season three came, Jessica Jones season three comes out, wait for two years, and then they can use it. So with this being said, Hulu is already trying to pitch the idea to Marvel Disney to buy these shows and bring them to Hulu. I gotta say, bro, that if Hulu manages to do this, a lot of people are going to cancel their membership on Netflix and go to Hulu. So this is a, a really good move for Hulu and a really weird, tricky move for Netflix. Well, you gotta you gotta remember that Netflix is kind of on a on a really bad roll with Disney starting their new streaming service. Yeah. Um. So they kind of have to let go of all these like Marvel shows and Disney shows. Um. <coughs> so. I kind of understand why no, they're doing okay, this, though. Because here's the thing. DC has their own streaming service right now, which they have Titans, uh, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing coming soon, yeah, DC, yeah. all these TV shows. But they're still having like a partnership with Netflix saying like they're going to first upload to their streaming service, and then once the whole season is over, they're going to upload it to Netflix for all their non-US residents. Yeah, but me being Netflix, I think the smart move to do is like force people to buy my service, mm-hmm. and then see all the Star Wars, Indiana Jones, yeah. Marvel, regular Disney, Disney Pixar, all those movies in my streaming service, right? Because people will pay for that. I heck, I will pay for that mm-hmm. just to see all those movies there, you know. Um, and then I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of. I hope that Netflix doesn't lose steam. They start pumping out more good shows. But yeah, this is a big loss for Netflix. Because a lot of people will obviously watch, you know, all the Marvel shows on Netflix. Because they were good. I mean, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. And the Defenders. I mean, the Defenders was... And Punisher. Yeah, I didn't like the Defenders, but let's just keep it on the main characters that they were saying. Oh, the Punisher, man. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big big blow. Yeah. That's a big blow. Did you actually hear about Eminem? Telling uh, Netflix, like saying, "Hey, why did you guys cancel?" Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was with him, and I think a lot of people were with him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just that's something that we felt like we wanted to talk on the podcast. Just saying, hey, if Hulu does this, I'm actually switching to Hulu, bro. I won't. I will keep both because, um, okay. Although Hulu does have a lot of great things, and I like Hulu, uh, Netflix still has so much. I don't More? think they do have anything good right now, dude. Bro. Because I was in Hulu for like like the first month. You were free. just literally two seconds ago talking about the OA, Stranger Things. All those shows are staying, obviously. They are Netflix no, originals. Hulu. No, oh wait, uh, did you say Hulu or Netflix? I say Hulu. Like Hulu does ha- doesn't have anything. Oh, I thought you meant, sorry. I thought, yeah, you, meant, Hulu I thought you said Netflix. doesn't convince me and that's why I cancel it. So if actually Netflix, uh, Marvel manages to go into Hulu, then that could be. I mean, what I like about Hulu is that it's just TV, you know? Yeah. Just TV, and I like that. Anyways, moving on to a subject that I know not maybe all of you, but many of you are kind of excited for. The Dirt. The Dirt movie is coming on March, I think it's 22nd. So many people are excited, including my father. My father loves Motley Crue, and my aunt too. March 22nd. Yeah. 
they've been fans of Motley Crue their entire lives. So for them, this is like something like golden, <laughs> you know, worth its weight in gold. Um, me personally, obviously, I'm, I'm not a big fan, a huge fan of Motley Crue. I do like Motley Crue. Um, and I am excited to see this movie. You know, just bring your dad to talk about this this movie. Yeah, we should have brought my dad to talk about this. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of hype around this movie. This yeah. movie, um, a lot of people are talking about it on Twitter and on the internet in general. Um, so what is it? It's literally telling you the story of the famous rock band, or sometimes infamous, I guess you can say too, of Motley Crue. Um, all their experiences from getting famous to being famous to their fall and then rising again and all that. And telling the story of each individual band member. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of people. Do you do you know Motley Crue, Jerry, or no? No, to be honest, no. I don't know who they are. Yeah, so. you don't know who they are. Well, I do, and I know a lot of people out there listening are really excited for this movie. Like I said, including my father and my aunt, who are diehard like um, Motley Crue fans. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Um, there's a lot of hype around this movie, and I'm kind of excited to see it. Wait, Christian, did you hear that we're talking about The Haunting of Hill House Season 1? Wait, we are? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. Oh, man. Wait, Connor, when did you get here? The world may never know. <laughs> Nobody knows when Connor got here. It's a surprise. Well, guys, surprise, surprise. Our friend, our best friend, our wait, almost wait, wait, wait. co-host, Connor's he here. Is he a ghost? Jerry, we're done with the bit. We're, we're done with no, the bit. A ghost. Guys, we're done with the bit. He's here. <laughs> Anyways, Connor, thank you so much for joining us for Haunting of Hill House. I'm super happy to be here talking about this very disturbing TV show. That's incredible. Disturbing and amazing. Yes. Both terrifying and beautiful. So, yeah, we've kind of been talking to Connor for a while now to have him specifically about this show because he loved this show. Jerry loved this show. And I love this show. So we really you wanted the to only have one everybody. Missing, man. Yeah, I was the only one missing. But now we've all seen it. Um, a little warning before we start. We are getting into spoilers for this. Um so yeah, this is your first and only uh, a warning. We are going to full spoilers for this show. Boom, so boom. If you haven't seen boom, it, boom. either skip forward or literally pause and watch it and then come back. It's a really great show. If you don't like horror stuff, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Who are you, man? I'm sorry, I guess. But without further ado, here we go. So welcome everybody to The Haunting of Hill House Season 1 Review. So first thoughts. Without any spoilers, Christian Connor. Okay. Did you like it? I'll start by saying I loved it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a horror TV show or a horror movie in that sense like this. Um, I will say this. It did give me vibes of The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. But yet again, I love The Conjuring. It is my okay. favorite horror movie series of all time. You know? I love The Conjuring so, so much. And this movie very, give me, gave me a lot of thoughts about that. And I loved it. I just loved the show. What about you, Connor? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought the character, there was a lot of character development. And the storyline was fantastic. The plot was great. 
Uh, the acting was also really, really good. I agree with that, yeah. And the music. There were some episodes where the music was like the star of the show. You know, my favorite part of the out of the whole season one was there was an episode that they did like for 15 minutes, one take without changing. And that's something that I made that people, mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about this TV show that for that episode, the director that directed that episode, he said, we're going to uh, change the, um, uh, what's it called? Like the, uh, every room so we can just do one take. So when they were in the funeral house, they were going back in time mm-hmm. to like the house, they actually built it next to each other. So the dad can go in, into the hallway and he was able to t- go from the funeral house present time to the to the house Whoa. back in time. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking that that was so smooth. <laughs> I know. So that was one take. They they didn't do that. Makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. And as a filmmaker, me like I know how hard it is to do one take without it stopping. Just because. And as actor. a film lover, I appreciate those scenes. Yeah. Like I think, oh, what movie? I, I forgot what movie it was, but um, I, I remember I was watching also a horror movie that they did a whole scene in one take yeah. very similar to that and i was so blown away i just think it's such you know um it's not only very artistic it's very important sometimes for the way you want to tell a story you know without cuts without to make it more real you know what i mean yeah. so favorite actor or favorite character my bad mm. favorite character of the, of the whole tv show uh <clears throat> With a show like this, I kind of find it hard to have favorite characters. Unlike, for example, Umbrella Academy, where we can have like, a, oh yeah, that person was my favorite character. Because I don't think this show is supposed to be treated kind of like a, oh yeah, I have favorites. Yeah. Um, I think you're supposed to feel for the entire family. I did. I do agree that they all acted phenomenally. Um, the girl with the gloves, the yeah. the the lesbian sister. Um, That's, um, yeah, just keep talking. Oh, yeah, Theodora. Yeah, Theodora. Yeah. I thought she, I, I, acting wise, I thought she did one of the one of the better um, acting roles. Um, but for character wise, I honestly, I don't think I have a favorite. I think they all did a phenomenal job. I just love them as a family, you know. And something that I really appreciated is that they looked exact exactly like Carla Dugino, I think her name is, uh, the mom. Yeah. Yeah, they somehow made them look exactly like her, like. It's weird how much they look. It's like, a perfect casting. That's why. Yeah, it's a perfect casting. I loved that. Oh my goodness! Yes. You know my favorite uh, character of the whole TV show is Young Luke, which was like the little kid, the one that has glasses. Oh yeah, that, that was the guy, guy who was addicted to drugs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was a kid, like yeah, that he guy. Was a kid, yeah. There was this uh, scene when he goes into the elevator in the kitchen and he goes down, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how scared he was. I was like, I was. Like, I wanted to just take him out of the elevator. Yeah. Wow. I was, yeah. Um, Actually, Jerry, I wanted to ask you something because I was a little bit confused. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, what's it called? Uh, so, the the at the end of the show, we get, to, oh, no, actually, episode five. Um, Earlier, we were talking about, like, which one was our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think that episode five, for me, had a bigger impact. I didn't exactly have, like, a favorite episode. But as for impact, I think episode five did. Um, it just did something to me. I really felt for um, the the twin sister that died. Um, but I wanted Spoilers. to ask you. It, it well, we, I warned them. If you, I'm sorry. Um, uh, what was I gonna ask? Oh, the, at the end of the show, we get we. Uh, I'm sorry. At the end of that episode, we learned that the the bent neck lady is her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what I'm asking, I kind of got confused on like, wait, so that means this show is not only dealing with spirits and demons, it's also dealing with time travel. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So here's the thing. Uh, the the that lady is basically her. <coughs> Sorry, that was the pretzel. Technical difficulties. <laughs> so going back to your question, uh, the <coughs> Bendak lady... That was uh, what's her name? The the, the character. Um, Which one? Oh, Neil. Neil. So yeah, Neil. I can't expect it. Like at one point, I think during episode three or four, they were giving you like already hints that that could be the possibility. But um, I think it's only Neil who is able to kind of see the future or like see ghosts. Well, everybody is able to see ghosts, but. Um, but yeah, the house like also plays with you. Like that's something that they're telling you during the whole uh, episode is the house plays with your mind. And there was a part in the TV show that the housekeepers, the ones that clean the house all the time, mm. they tell you really quick, really quick. Were they dead or no? No, they weren't. They weren't dead. Okay, got it. They were in the house because uh, they were like the keepers. And then when their daughter died, yeah, they yeah, were like, "Hey, I'm staying this." Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I no, they were, they were alive, so... Okay, so the daughter was the one that would die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going back a little bit, so... They were telling the, the parents, this house plays with you. And he uh, he was he was telling to the dad, um, you know, don't let your wife be in this house that much alone because eventually, yeah, because eventually this house will drive you crazy and you'll start seeing things that... Well, it was specific, though, that... That it was at night. Yeah. I and agree. it wasn't because like that's when all this stuff happened. Because like with Conjuring, like Christian brought up Conjuring and that probably is what this TV show gets uh, linked to the most because it's very similar. With the Conjuring, they break the barriers of horror stories where stuff is now, Paranormal Activity kind of did this, but mm-hmm. Conjuring did it the best where they're like, okay, you think everything scary is going to happen at night, um, but we're going to break that barrier and say now scary things happen during the day in broad mm-hmm. daylight. You know, when you're at home, when you, when you least expect it this this haunting thing is going to happen in your house. Yeah. And with the Hill House thing, it was very, like, specific times, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was great. Yeah. I kind of find it funny, though, like, how, uh, like, I think towards the end, uh, Luke, the actual, like, the old Luke, was trying to, like, destroy the house, and mm-hmm. it wasn't burning. Mm-hmm. I was like, so this house kind of, like, remind me of Monster House, the movie, the, oh, yeah. the cartoon, because it was like, this house... It's a life kind of like that. So. Yeah. What I, I kind of what I kind of wished was a little more explored is. OK, so they kind of like briefly go into the fact that, oh, a lot of people have lived in this house. This house is 100 years old. So a lot of people have died. Um, but there was so much negative energy in this house and so much like I really felt like I was watching not a, a haunting, more like a demonic possession of a house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh Obviously, this is not based on a true story, but I don't know. I really felt that there was a lot darker forces at work in this t- in this house, you know, and that was insane. So here's a question: most shocking thing that you find out from the show mm. in the whole season one, mm. like what that you find something out towards like the whole show that you were like, "Whoa, I wasn't expecting that." There was two things actually for me, and and Connor, please give your thoughts afterwards. Um, when we finally get to see. What happened to the mom? Okay. Um, uh, like how oh, yeah, she that died. Was, that was sad. And um, what she did to that little girl, like poisoned her. 
that shocked the crap out of me. I was so surprised by that. But again, I feel like that was like the house. Yeah, it was just, it literally, her, yeah. it, it mentally broke her yeah. to the point where they controlled her, mm-hmm. you know? And the second thing was when we get, um, remember the, the okay, episode five, uh, um, Nell, when she is like watching her whole life flash by as she like hung. But as she went down, like every every single like moment of her life, her neck kept bending and bending and bending all, until it looked like the bent neck lady. And as soon as she choked, and then her neck started bending and bending, I was like, "Oh, she's the bent neck lady." Yeah, that was. Whoa! <laughs> that moment was insane. And oh. I think that's what she was seeing. Basically, uh, Young Nail was seeing her own death, like how she was gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is insane if you think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connor, what, about what about you, you, Connor? Can you repeat the question? Was what was the most surprising thing? Yeah, well, like what was the most shocking? Yeah. Thing for you to find out. I think my favorite thing that they did. Um, well, my favorite episode of all time is the one called "Screaming Mimi's," yeah. and that's basically when they fully reveal or like start to reveal like what's behind the red door, what's in the red room, or whatever they call it. Um, cause the whole, their whole life, like they're told like, you know, don't go up, don't go up there. You can't even open the door anyway. Like, uh, but the cool thing about it is that like they leave it somewhat of a mystery, mm-hmm. which I think was really smart. It wasn't like this, you know, it wasn't like this was completely demonic or this was a ghost or yeah. this was, they, they kind of leave it open-ended as like, Hey, you know, we want you to have this idea of like, it's still somewhat of a mystery. Like we don't know. It wasn't like a Scooby-Doo episode where you're like, okay, that was definitely that yeah. kid from their high school or something. You know, it wasn't like a Scooby-Doo thing, but it was just like, um, or even with the conjuring, you know, it's like demonic activity or like paranormal activity. You know, it's linked to the demonic stuff with, with this one. They're just like, Hey, this whole this whole world is a mystery and yeah. we don't, we aren't even scratching the surface, no pun intended. We aren't even scratching the surface of what's even behind the red room. Yeah. Right. Or like what's even behind the story of the bent neck lady, which I think maybe that'll come season two. But Actually, no. Season two is going to focus on their story. They're done with this story. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. going to be a whole different thing. And that's cool too, because then this story is still left as to somewhat of a unresolved mm-hmm. mystery, which yeah. we, we found out like, okay, this is what led her to become the bent neck lady. Yeah. But what was the driving force behind that force? What was that? Yeah, What's that universe? How did, you know what I mean? Like they left it open. Yeah. It's kind of something that the sister Nell, she mentioned at the last episode, um, she kept while she was giving this pitch to her brothers as she like woke them up from the dream state mm. um, in the red room. She was saying she thought that life was like dominoes yeah. where like, you know, one thing happens after the next and it just keeps going. But in reality, we don't know time and we don't know Thank like you, yeah. we don't know anything that's going to happen. Like you, we're here today and we might not be here tomorrow. You know what I mean? So. I think one of the things I loved about the show is how real it was, mm-hmm. even though it obviously was a fake story, like we've mentioned. mentioned yeah. um, it felt real. I, did, I felt uh, actually, that... I think um, it's based on a true story. It's not like this, but it's based on a true story. Well, it might be, it might be yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these stories are. But what one of, one of the things that I loved about it is that I, I think if I was in their situation, I would react the same way. You know, yeah. like, this want, whole idea of like, I am blocking this entire chapter of my life, yeah. but wait, my sister killed herself in the house where I was blocking my entire life. How do I even react to this? This isn't, you know, that kind of mentality like stuck with me. Oh, and Connor just looked it up. It is based on a true yeah. story. 
wow. So here's the thing. I mean, um, obviously, I bet I bet it's loosely based on a true story because, yeah. What I found really interesting about this this TV show is there there was a part on I think towards the end when they're all in dark room in the red room, and every, I think one of the person said, "But we've never been here." And then um, the sister, the one that was there, yes, you have. she explains, "Yes, you guys have." You know when, and they just explain to you when. When I have this picture right here, because this reminds me of that like thing, mm-hmm. when the uh, Theo, young Theo, it's like dancing on this ballroom. They're telling you that was you in the dark room. The dark room just basically mm-hmm. transformed itself to the uh, to make you more like that you're gonna enjoy being in this room. Mm-hmm. But also like the treehouse, there was never a treehouse built in the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like and this that's something that was foreshadowed actually by the dad, which I thought was really great. Yeah, and then uh, so basically, I like something that one of the kids explain or I, I don't know who explained this but they say that the red room is like the stomach of the house that's yeah. where it's kind of like preparing you wait uh, sorry to cut you off but uh really quick uh, i love that she said this room this the red room is kind of like the heart and she's like yes. well actually no it's kind of like the stomach yeah. i i really enjoyed that because it does reveal a lot about oh this room is supposed to like eat you it's mm-hmm. supposed to like devour any sense of sane mm-hmm. that you have left you know and talking about the red room, I feel like we never got to see how did the mom get to the red room? Because I mean, mm. th- there's no doubt that she was that That's she was part like, of the mystery that yeah. I was talking about earlier. We don't know the origins of how this all started. We yeah. know that the red room caused whatever made her go crazy. Yeah, definitely. But we don't know how it all started. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: there's a lot of things going on in the on the internet that said that you can find so many hidden ghosts that the TV show has plays throughout the whole TV show. So funny. it's funny, how, like, just if you look at these pictures and then you are like, oh, wow, because the scenes move so fast, you're not able to see them, but they're re- they're in the show. Yeah. So did it's you... Kinda, it's kind of the idea of also, like, what the sister said at the very end of the show, which kind of is can be seen as something good, but if you really think about it, it's also kind of like a scary thing about the show. She says, you know, I'm always going to be with you, even if I'm not there, if you can't see me, I'm always going to be with you. Same thing with the wife. But if you really think about it in a scary context, they're, the other ghosts are always going to be there too, you know? So I'm just going to show you an example, guys, so you guys c- can see it. Yeah, so Jerry's showing us a picture right now. Um, the the little girl, uh, it's the one with uh, the gloves. Theo, Theo. Theo. She's walking into a room, and then uh, out of like a window, there's a ghost see. looking at her. Yeah. yeah. So actually, before we continue, Connor actually found something really cool about Mike Flanagan. What um, Mike Flanagan's? He, who is he? He's the uh, writer. writer of the show. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I believe Mike Flanagan is one of the writers. There's a lot of writers because it's a show, and so they kind of cycle through. I think yeah. he was the main writer, though. Um, and so, there were other guys and girls who came in and, and did different episodes and stuff. But Mike Flanagan, I thought it was really ironic and funny. He was born in Salem, Massachusetts, which historically is known for the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. So he's got a huge back. Well, maybe he himself doesn't have a huge background in this, but like historically, from where he grew up, he must have been inspired by like the witches, the witches, or like all that paranormal stuff or whatever. And I thought that was really funny because uh, even if you look at um, a bunch of the movies that he's done, they're all kind of like horror, psychological thriller, um, and it's really cool to see that because. Um, yeah. That's part of his background. Jerry, uh, check really quick. Who plays Theo? The adult version of oh, Theo. Oh, that's... Um, what's, hold on. Here's, so she made... A, she was in the movie Hush. 
Yeah, that's what I was about to say because Mike Flanagan was a big part of Hush. Yeah, so so Kate's just to just to see her in Haunting of Hell House, Kate Siegel. It, it reminded me, and I I loved her. Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Oh, and check this out. He also did Gerald Gerald's Game, which has Carla Giugino in it. Look at that. It all comes full circle. Yeah. So Oculus wait. too he did, but I don't think anybody from Hill House is an Oculus that I remember. So here's a fun fact up for you guys. Victoria Pedretti <laughs> who plays Neil Crane, she's going to be the main character. No? Yeah, Neil. Oh. She's gonna be the main character on you season two. So she got cast for the main character of season two for the T V show You. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that actually. I uh, moving on a little bit. So we talked about the good. Now I want to ask the question, was there anything bad about this show? And and be real, I, I we uh we'll give the rating at the end, but we all I think we can I can say that we all love the show. But was there anything that you could say that maybe you didn't like for the viewers that are kind of having like doubts, I guess. I mean, on top of my head right now, because I feel like it's been a while since I've seen the show for me oh, to tell you sorry. something fresh. <laughs> yeah, but I feel it's just that, like, kind of going with Connor is like, there's some things that I, f I wish if they were going to finish the story just like this, they would have explained some of the mystery. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, like that, just leaving you some mystery not to finish the story at one point. And I'm sorry for that. We're here on the. Uh, Our freaking vent is going crazy. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. But yeah, adds to the scare factor, I guess. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. What about you, Connor? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's anything specific that I could say. I guess maybe. Um, going a little bit more in depth because the bent neck lady kind of became was like the main story arc of the haunting of Hill House. And then they kind of had these funny nuances of like, oh, but it's the red room. Oh, but it's the bent neck lady. Oh, but the bent neck lady became the bent neck lady because of the red room and stuff she experienced in there. And so for me, I don't know. I just feel like I would love like maybe a sideshow or another. I would say maybe add an episode or two yeah. where it's literally like, hey, this episode is about specifically just because like what the, the format of the show is like. We're going to focus on all these characters. Yeah. I feel like they, they bit off a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're going to focus on all these characters. And basically each character, kind of like Umbrella Academy, is going to get their own episode. Yeah. And then we're going to explain a lot of things about each character and go into the character's backstory, which was cool and yeah. interesting. Um, well, you know what? I feel like they can they can do something like a Stranger Things because they did it like after mm. you were done with season two. You have something uh -huh. like... Uh, Something like an extra thing where they ha they had like a table sitting down with the characters, yeah. each of them talking about season two. Oh. I feel like they can do that with this if with they the actors. Yeah, like yeah, I think the only the only issue is that is that this show didn't have as big of a buzz as a Stranger Things mm -hmm. because I think if you think Netflix, the first show that comes to mind is Stranger Things. Yeah. So um, I don't think you can say that really. Uh, it, it could happen in the future. It'd be cool yeah. if it happens, but I don't think it's going to happen, um, especially now that they're even switching casts. Yeah. Um, something that I didn't like is that um, a lot of the things they were seeing, a lot of the ghosts and a lot of the people, I guess, dead people, um, weren't really explained. For example, the top hat man, mm -hmm. yeah. um, all you get to see is like um, him staring at the guy he wasn't even haunting because yeah. top hat man... Yeah, he was creepy, but Top Hat Man, the entire show was uh, was um, trying to scare the kid with the glasses. Yeah. And even when he's an adult, 
Luke, I think it is, yeah. And even when he's an adult, Ooh, running in the streets, like, looking for drugs, the top hat man is still looking at him. But at the very end of the episode, like, episode, I think it was 10, um, all you see is, like, him looking at the other brother, just looking at him, and then, boom, he just disappears, and done with the top hat man. So, yeah, kind of what you were saying, Connor, I kind of wish they would, uh, maybe not with the characters, I was fine with the story of the characters, maybe expand it a little bit more on, like, the ghosts. Like, uh, why were they hunting this children, uh, or this child, I guess? Uh, who were they, you know? What caused them to do this? Actually, I think they did explain who they, who he was. Who was it? Who was he, Jerry? I think he he and his wife were actually one of the first owners of the house, the actually people that built the house. So, but I'm not sure because it's been a long time but since. still, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You see what I mean? I will have to do some why would, why, why would they switch from one kid to the other when... Because each kid kind of have that like their own ghosts, mm -hmm. like their own things that were freaking them out. Like for example, Nell was neck the neck lady. Yeah. Um. You had the 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 girl that Theo who needed to wear the gloves. She uh her own demons were like constantly touching her and stuff like that. And then you got the other girl who had the bunnies. Remember the bunnies? Uh, no, the cats. The cats. The dead cats. Remember. That had the bug coming out of her mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, was it was, was the uh, kitties. Those were her ghosts. That was Neil. No, that wasn't Nell. No, it was the 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 uh, the older sister. The oh, one Theo. That, no, the other one. No. The oh. one that does uh the the cleans up the bodies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that was uh, <coughs> Shirley. Shirley, her. Um, for example, yeah. Each each one of them had like their own personal ghosts, mm -hmm. but at the end they kind of switched it up and they were like, oh, forget him. Top Hammer is gonna scare the other one. So yeah, it's just a little more culmination I wanted to see. But other than that, and I guess we'll move into the final um part of the, the final two parts of the review. Uh out of ten, I still give it a nine out of ten. I love this show so much. I Although there's a few things I wanted to change, I do love the show and I probably will watch it again at some point. I give it a nine nine point eight out of ten. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because this show when it came out, I was like Oh, this is a perfect show. And I even told you guys, like, I love this show. I think one of the reasons that you saw it, I think it was because I told you about it, right? Probably. Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. What about you, Connor? So here's how I'm going to rate this show because I think it's it's a unique genre. It's horror, thriller, whatever. Mystery. Mystery, yeah, whatever. It's like a bunch of things. So I'm going to categorize it as that. I'm not going to categorize it up against all the other Netflix originals like Stranger Things or whatever. For sure. So I think... For season one itself, I'm going to give it like a 9.7 out of 10. Whoa! And I, I, don't like, I don't like horror movies very much. Um, I loved Paranormal Activity and The Conjuring, but that's about it. Like, I'm not a horror movie person. Yeah, but I don't know if you follow this, Connor, but I don't think this is as, as much as a horror movie like that you get a scare all the time. It's more like a mystery, suspenseful type yeah, it's of a, show. It's more of a thriller. Yeah. Um, as the movie horror expert here, uh, just saying, um, this movie is horror. Uh, just because it doesn't follow typical elements of horror yeah. doesn't mean that it's not horror. Because there's, I think there's, I think there's two or three different categories of of okay. horror. There is psychological horror, which is movies like Hereditary mm. and stuff like that. There is ghost slash demonic horror movies. Okay. There are slasher horror movies, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that's really it. Those are, I think, those are the. So and then, oh well, four. I guess you can say creature horror. This one was definitely ghost and demonic kind of horror. Okay. And one of the special things about ghost and demonic horror is that it doesn't always rely on a jump scare. 
it relies it can like conjuring there were like there were a lot of jump scares but it could also re- rely on a creepy ghost like just looking behind um something that i think the nun did unsuccessfully was that it didn't have more of that creepy imagery um it was all jump scares you know um and i do think for example actually i i will say this uh, one of the scariest parts of the nun um, talking about the conjuring and all this um, was uh, in the specific scene with when uh, in the room with the dead nuns. They're all like in the room. They're all kind of like bent down. Um, that imagery right there is terrifying. And I think that's one of the main things about horror uh, movies about ghosts and demons. Um, it's the imagery that matters, you know. And this movie and this TV show definitely did that. And and to add that, it did have a lot of jump scares. Almost every episode had a jump scare, and I love that. Because I think one of the main things people love about um, horror movies, including myself, is the kind of adrenaline adrenaline that you get from watching a horror movie. It's kind of like, I actually did an essay on this, uh, <laughs> now that I get to talk about it. Um, people, the reason why people love horror movies, according to science, I've actually, I forgot who I cited, I'm sorry for not citing my source, but... Um, according to science, people love horror movies because it's just like riding a roller coaster. It's it's the same feeling of adrenaline, the same feeling of, of excite, exciting rush that you get to your heart, into your veins, into your into your head. And and then when the movie's done, you're like, okay, I'm done. You know, same experience as riding a roller coaster. But I think I do have a limit for a scary slash. What's horror your limit? Film. I feel like when you get more like a demonic Satan type of stuff, like like um, for example, that's one of the reasons that I haven't seen uh, Sabrina. Yeah, which we're gonna talk about next yeah. week because I'm forcing Jerry to watch it. Yeah, that's no, my that's my limit right there. Like I don't watch those things. Like when you start talking about Satan, about like the hell, about like mm-hmm. praising Satan, all the stuff. I'm like, I can't do that. So this show, I love scary movies, and I'm gonna tell you like that's one of the reasons because. It's like a roller coaster. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like, you can you can get get scared at one point, and then the next one is like, ah, okay, whatever. But then they they scare you at the same time. So that was that's what I love about scary movies. But I have a limit with scary movies. For sure. Yeah, but yeah, this show is definitely horror. And if you have a problem with horror, I'd be very careful watching this show because it is good, but it's very intense in the horror genre. I think I haven't seen a a, sh- a horror show or movie, yes, movie this intense until like Hill House. I, it was very intense. Would you consider this show a slow or fast or medium? Fast, fast? super fast paced. Super fast. Okay, which is really great for horror because that's one of the also another main issue that I have with horror is that a lot of movies are getting like really slow and really sluggish and trying to wait along. Wait a while to get to the point. No, this movie goes quick. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to lose something. I agree, yeah. You know? So, yeah. That being said, our final topic for Haunting of Hill House. Are you excited for season two? Jerry, go first. Yeah. Just because of the fact that even if it's not the same story as season one, I just like the way they're creating this world of the haunting. Because that's basically what the TV show is going to be called. It's the haunting. But they're gonna, yeah, but they're going to change the name of Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor, and the next season, I don't know what's going to be, but... It's Blind Manor something British? Ooh, who knows? Do we have any, like, story... Not yet. It's 2020, man. Yeah, yeah I know. But okay, Still have so. to wait a year. Uh, how, how about you, Connor? What do you feel? Season two. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. If it's anything, if it's anything close to what they're going to do with season one, um, 
I'm interested in it because, especially like Jerry said, it's going to be all new characters. And I didn't really like fall in love with any of the characters, you know, from season one. I thought they were all equally really cool. And so maybe I'll like a character more in season two. I don't know. So I think that's nice because there's more potential and you're not like the thing that I don't like about TV shows, maybe like say a Game of Thrones is that you get attached to all these characters, you know, and then they die or something and you don't, and then you're like, why would, why am I going to watch a show? Cause my favorite character is dead. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's my only struggle with this TV show is that they won't let you follow a storyline with a character because they're every season is going to be like a new story with a new character. So that's my thing. You I don't th- like that. You're saying you don't like that as much. No, I don't like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's going to, doesn't fair. let you grow with a character. Yeah, that's true. But I think that they did such a good job of, of explaining the characters, even in a short season of only 10 yeah, episodes definitely. that I think if they follow suit with that and they keep the same writers and stuff like that I think season 2 is just going to be, be is going to be just as good okay alright and that's it thank you so much for listening Haunting of Hill House now we're going to move on to our game Here we go. So this game that we're going to play right now is inspired by the wonderful people over at Smosh. Go follow them. They literally just started again after their uh, week. I'm not, not. I'm sorry, not week, after their break. Um, so yeah, this game is called Netflix and Chill, and it's not the naughty game. <laughs> this game is literally, uh, it's very similar to the other game that we played um, a few weeks back. And, but instead of uh, mashing descriptions, we're literally just giving... We're reading out um, the movie description or the TV show description that Netflix gives. For example, a young Han Solo tries to settle an old score with the help of his new buddy Chewbacca, a crew of space smugglers, and a cunning old friend. The movie is... Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Right. But the trick is that you can't give away any character names or actor names. Um, If you do, that counts as a hint. You have three hints to guess whatever show or TV show. Jerry's going to do TV shows. I'm going to do movies. So, for example, I would have to say, a young man, instead of Han Solo, tries to settle an old score with the help of his new buddy, instead of adding Chewbacca, uh, his new buddy, a crew of space smugglers, and a cunning old friend. And that's how the game works. You know, to make this game interesting, let's have Connor to be the judge, and he's going to be keeping the points. Let's have points with this game. Yeah, we should do points with this game. Yeah. Can you help us with that, Connor? He said yes. Awesome. So let's give him a few seconds. Uh, Jerry, how are you feeling about this game? Are you ready? Or? I think I'm feeling more positive <laughs> about this game than when we play with Emily. Just because she <laughs> kept it with so many movies or TV shows that we didn't even know about it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this for sure. All the movies that I chose, I'm pretty sure you've seen them. Okay. And if you haven't seen them, they're popular enough okay. for you to be able to guess them. Yet again. They, you might not be able to guess them because so of the description. Let's give our best, man. Yeah. How are you feeling for TV shows? I am scared. Yeah. <laughs> so I do not watch TV shows. That's my one weakness. Mm. Okay. But we're equally weak in this. He doesn't watch movies. I don't watch TV. So Should we keep it with like a time limit or what? Uh, no, no time limit. I'll just give you... If, if I see that you're taking way too long, I'll just tell you. Okay. You lost a point. Okay. Okay. So you want to start? Yeah. Connor's ready. I am ready. Jerry, are you ready? I was born ready, man. Oh, I, I don't like that confidence. I'm Let's about to destroy you. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll start. 
a feared critic, an IC gallery owner, and an ambition, ambitious assistant snap up a recently deceased artist's Velvet stash of Boussard. paintings with dire consequences. Velvet yes. Buzzard. Velvet Buzzard. Is that the Gary answer? gets a point. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Okay, Gary. here's your turn. A dreadful history of orphan children begins with a deadpan narrator, a terrible fire, and the arrival of a relative. Umbrella Academy? No. Wait, say that again? So, the dreadful the dreadful history of Hold on. The dreadful history of the orphan children begins with a narrator, a terrible fire, and the arrival of a distant relative. Orphans. No. Is yeah. it it's not Hill House? Nope. You want to you want to guess Connor? No. Yeah, okay. A TV show, right? Yeah. So, okay. No, give me a hint yet. Read it one more time for me, please. Okay. So, a dreadful history of an orphan children. Begin Wait, an orphan no, children? Wait. Like many of children or one child? So, there's many. Okay. Orphan children begins with a narrator, a fire, and the arrival of a distant relative. Oh, yeah, you've seen this show. Yeah. I'm the eye. That's the hint. The eye. The eye. Like, oh, eye? Yeah, the eye. Maybe. Give me. We only get one lifeline in this game. Yeah. I'm going to save it for later. The eye. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 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 Alright, let me get my first hint. The eye, that's the that's the first hint. My second hint then. Okay. Sad stories. Yeah. It never ends happy. Sad stories. Oh, yeah. Series of unfortunate events. Yeah. There you go. Good job, man. That was great. I love yeah. that. Alright, I got another point. Hi, Jerry, are you ready? I'm ready. I, I kind of like the way I worded this one. To save his home from a bloodthirsty goddess of death, the mighty hero will have to battle his way to freedom and find a way back home. And I know for sure you've seen this one. Is that one of the Thor movies? Maybe. You said Thor Ragnarok? It is Thor Ragnarok, okay. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Ah, yeah. It was Thor Ragnarok. Okay. What's this? Okay. After Granted, it doesn't have to be Netflix related, just so you know. The what? The the movie? Oh. Or the, I'm sorry, the TV show. It doesn't have to be a Netflix related. As long as it's on as Netflix. As long as it's yeah. on Netflix, okay. yeah. yeah. That's one of the rules okay. I forgot to say. So, after his teenage daughter goes missing, a widow surgeon in a really rich neighborhood begins on begins searching for dark secrets about the people closest to him. Ozark? No. So, after his daughter goes missing, a widow surgeon in a really rich neighborhood begins uh, finding... Taken. No. Begins taking begins finding dark secrets about the people closest to him. I don't think you've seen this TV show, but I'll let Give you... Give me a hint. Dexter. Yeah, I know which one it is. I forgot. Home? Is it called Home? No. It's a, it's a four-letter word. It's... Ho Fudge. No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know that show? Uh, I forgot the name of the show, but I know it. Give so, okay. No, wait, no, no. No, okay. no, I know the name of the show. I was going to give you a hint. Gone. 
No. Home. No. Four letter word. Yeah. Do you know? Do uh, let me give you the scans. Or you want to keep going? Safe. Yeah, that's a shit show. Uh, I was gonna get started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a TV show. That's a TV show too. Yeah, Ooh, I, I got a one. point. I right, here we go. Hey, cool. I got it. I got yeah. it. Safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right. I like this one. One of my favorite movies of all time. That's not a hint, though. Because I like a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of favorites. When a famous explorer slash historian is hired by the government to locate the legendary, I won't say what it is, he finds himself up against the entire Nazi regime. Indiana Jones? Which one? <sighs> We're doing specifics. Yeah, Indiana Jones... The uh, if I give you what he's finding, you'll know the answer. <laughs> so the, the lost, ar- the lost ark. Mm, yeah, close enough. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, yeah, lucky like that. Yeah. That was good. I'm doing horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, compared to you, here I comes the third one. This is gonna be hard to <laughs> to tell you without giving you any hints, but um, remember, yeah. You okay. know, like, yeah. no characters and no okay. actors. Witness the birth of this country drug war in the 1980s. As a greedy new drug dealer saga chronicles the true story of the Guadalajara cartel. Narcos. Okay. Mexico. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was What's up, th- my <laughs> people? Oh, ¿qué pasó? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not Mexican, but... Okay, uh, your turn. Go ahead. Yeah, my turn. Okay. A lonely Hawaiian girl adopts a funny-looking dog who doesn't realize he's a wacky alien. Okay. Wait, repeat that again? Sorry. <laughs> a lonely Hawaiian girl adopts a funny-looking dog and doesn't Lilo realize Stitch. it's a wacky alien. Lilo and Stitch. Correct. I love ding, that. Ding, mo- ding, 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 okay. ding. <laughs> it's Stitch. a great description. Yeah. Okay. The original one had like a Disney <laughs> <laughs> funny movie. The long one, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay. not putting that. Christian, I think just by telling you this description, you're going to guess what the T-show is about. That's the point. Yeah. We've gotten yeah. every point so far. Yeah. Good for you. 20 years after gra- graduation, a group of college friends reconnects and discovers the love. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, co- friends from college? Yeah. College yeah. yeah, that's the T-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, I was gonna make it easy for you just be like a group of university colleagues colleagues hey th- that's good that's how the game is played yeah. alright next one a young would-be musician crosses into the afterlife on a quest to meet his ancestors and understand his family legacy repeat that again that's a, that's a hint Connor a young would-be musician Crosses into the afterlife on a on a quest to meet his ancestors and understand his family legacy. Wow! If you don't get this, I'm gonna be so mad at you. We've seen this movie together. Oh my gosh, Jerry! Hold on. Wait, repeat it one more time. Sorry. Hold on. A young would-be musician crosses into the afterlife on a quest to meet his ancestors. And understand his family legacy. Let me know when you want your hint. L- give me a hint. It's an Oscar winner. Oscar, 
Give me another hint. All right, hint number two. <clears throat> I've seen it with you, so that should be a hint, <laughs> but I'm not going to count it. We see so many movies, bro. Our friend Christian Gonzalez personally has said that he loves this movie and that it made him cry. I'm paraphrasing, of course. You know, I'll probably regret saying this, but I have no idea what movie are you talking about. By the description. I'll probably seen it. I know I've seen it probably. So. Okay. You still have two options. Either Lifeline, mm-hmm. which gets you the point automatically, or I can give you your third hint. Give me third hint. Okay. Your third hint is Abuelita. Coco. Absolutely. Dude, come on. A young would-be musician. That was a good description, though, because, like... Yeah, there you go. Coco. Coco. There you go. Great Ooh, movie. To point, Oscar man. winner. Hi, right, Jerry. Go ahead. <laughs> the second one you're not going to get, and I'm going to give you the crappiest, like... Okay. <laughs> After planning a basketball game between the workplace and warehouse workers... Was it this per- Yeah, this person picks his dream team. You know what what the show is? Off, off. Keep going. Is that it? Is that the whole question? Well, because if I tell you the, the rest, is gonna tell you the show. So I don't want. Have I that. seen it? Oh yeah, you you guys have seen it. Okay, so say it again then. After planning a basketball game between the workplace and warehouse workers, this person picks the office. Yeah. Oh, that's a description of an episode. Yeah, that's kind of like an episode, but. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wait, what's what's the uh, actual description? Cause that's, that's what yeah episode that's episode five. Oh. <laughs> Jerry, oh. you done goofed. <laughs> so Jerry, that's all it's telling me, bro. It's not even telling me like the. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, that sucks. It, that's yeah. that's bad. Okay, I, but you guys guessed, so yeah, I got it. So yeah. that's a point for me. Go ahead. All right, number six, a story of a New England family who begins having encounters with spirits in their farmhouse. Granted, I did have to edit this a lot because it gave a lot about the about the title of the movie. Okay. Ask a again. story of a New England family who begins having encounters with spirits in their farmhouse. Have you seen this movie? Yes, you have. We've, oh. we've all seen this movie. Yeah, I know what you're mm-hmm. I'll read it one more time. A story of a New England family who begins having encounters with spirits. In their farmhouse. Hey, you're looking on Netflix, cheater. <laughs> I see you. But I'm not looking for the description. I'm looking yes, for like images. Oh no, look at that. That's what I'm looking for. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm. It's a movie, right? Give me a hint. Is it a movie or a it is a movie. Yeah, I know. It is. I do movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, a hint. Yeah, a hint. Yeah, I'm trying to be very careful. Yeah. So I won't count this as a hint, but we've all seen it. I know you have. Um, but based on a true story. That's your first hint. Based on a true story. Yes. It is. It is. 
all based on a true story, right? If we're thinking of the same one comic, it's based on a Wait, is it The Conjuring? It is The Conjuring. Uh-oh, yeah. Uh, what are you thinking, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> He was thinking of Monster House. <laughs> yeah. I was way yeah. off. Bro, I was way off. A story of a New England family who, I forgot the name of the family, but they were in New England, who begins having encounters with spirits, which they do, in their farmhouse, which they have. Okay, here's... Conjuring. And it's so funny because you were look, do, trying to look at your answers, and then the conjuring was on your screen. Oh, like, no. right, wait, where was it? Where's your cue, your whatever, where you have them saying? Oh, right here. There it is. Oh, <laughs> he had it on his screen and he still didn't answer. Anyways, Jerry, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm gonna make it hard for you, man, right now. So I think we can do two more. Is that good? Yeah, let's do okay. two more. So now let's get into your hard ones. That's what we're getting into. The hard ones, bro. Actually, let's do three more. Okay, because so there's three of them that I really want to do here. Hold on, let me let me actually. I'm gonna go on IMDb because Netflix is giving me the episode description. I don't want that. But okay, fine. But that's not the point of the game, Jerry. <laughs> IMDb can give me any kind of like description. Oh wait, okay. 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 <sighs> you just you just literally like breathe in their ears. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay, um, a lot of stories about exposing the greed, corruption, and crime spreading through the global economy. Say that again. A group of stories about exposing the greed, corruption, and crime spreading through the global economy. A group of stories? Yeah. Is it uh, Black Mirror? Nope. House of Cards? Nope. I'll read one more, more time. A group stories about exposing the greed, corruption, and crime is spreading through the global economy. Give me my first hint, please. Money. Second hint. <laughs> Dude, I just get okay. Never mind. Um, m- 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 money heist. No. No. Um. Corruption. <laughs> Saying a word in the description does not give yeah, a hint. It is, bro. You, House you, of Cards. No. Okay. Documentary. That messed me up. <laughs> what is that? Oh. I was thinking TV show. What? I don't know. I don't know this one. You give up? Give me a third hint. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um. Wow. I don't know what this is. Have I seen it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, though. But. But it's a fa- if a, it's a famous TV show, so. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. No. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Connor agrees with me. Yeah. Do you know what it is, Connor? Do you know? What? Wall Street? No. It's Wall Street, money, corruption, documentary. Uh, you have four. Yeah. I need a lifeline. 
No. You still don't even know. You know what? I give up. I yeah. Sorry, I can't. It's Dirty Money. I've never seen that. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. This one. No, Jerry. No, I don't like you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, you want to go hard? I'll go hard on you. Here we go. A seasoned homicide detective and, and his new partner are in a desperate hunt for a killer whose gruesome crimes are based on a list of transgressions. Guess that, Jerry. Wait, so repeat it one more time. We're doing three more, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. A seasoned homicide detective and his partner are on a desperate hunt <gasps> for a killer whose gruesome I know crimes which on. are based on a list of transgressions. Is that the... I don't know the name mm. right now, but is that the one... If you don't give me a name, I, I ain't giving you a point. <sighs> you have three hints. Okay, give me one hint. It's a movie. A very disturbing movie. Yeah. Okay, second hint. Second hint is... Um, what's his name? Um, uh, who's in that movie again? Forgot his name. Wait, let me get the name first, and I'll and I'll and I'll give you the. Let me hide my phone so you're not looking. Can I look for? No, hey, and you're looking on your, and you keep looking on your tablet trying to find a. Hmm. I, I think I know what it is. Kevin Spacey is in this movie. Oh, that's in the Oscar. Never mind. That wasn't what I was expecting. Oh, oh. So these, Kevin, I was hey. Hmm? You said about Carter, her? You can't say anything. He hasn't used you as oh, a lifeline yet. Baby Driver? No. No? A seasoned homicide detective and his new partner, nothing to do with Baby Driver, yeah. <laughs> are in a desperate hunt for a killer whose gruesome crimes are based on a list of transgressions. Is it an old Kevin Spacey movie? It's not that old. It's actually from the 90s, I think. Oh, oh, oh what's 1995, to be exact. It's not that old. I think you've seen it, Connor. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen all of it, but I You have one more guess. Okay. And this is a big one. Give me. Morgan Freeman is in this movie. I know what it is. I haven't seen it. I give up. You have a lifeline still. You want to use your lifeline? Actually, yeah, let's use the lifeline. Is it 7 out of 10? Close. It's 7. To be more accurate, I guess, a seasoned homicide detective and his new partner are on a desperate hunt yeah, yeah, yeah. for a killer whose gruesome crimes are based on the seven deadly sins. So is it a movie? It's seven. Okay. So you got the point. Okay. Good job. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, so... Fine, Jerry, go. Jeez. That's how you want to go, bro? Let's go. Let's go again. What are you... Do money heist? Was it, what was it called? Money? Dirty money. Dirty money? Hey, that was a... Uh... I've never heard of... No, I'm done. You know what? I'll give it to you easy. I'll give it to you, Yusuf, bro. Wait, who's winning? <laughs> Five to seven. Or which ones didn't you get any points for? He didn't get dirty money. I didn't get dirty money. I think that was what the was first the one. one. So, yeah, it's six, seven, yeah. Yeah, Connor, don't rob <laughs> me of my points. He was giving me more points. I paid Connor, that's why. <laughs> of course you did. Okay, um... Go. Yeah, okay. because I'm trying to be smart. And you didn't know the last answer. <laughs> Connor said that I haven't used my lifeline. Okay, life on their way to finding a new beginning out of space, 
A family. The OA. A family. The OA. Hold on. No. Audrey Carbon. A family. A family, it's found themselves stuck on a planet trying to survive. Star Wars? No. Because that's kind of how Star Wars begins. The no. Not Star Wars. The, the you know what it is, Connor? Because I, I know you've Life seen Life. it. Yeah. yeah. Give me that point, boy. <laughs> Give me that point. Hua. I. Okay, oh, Jerry, you're going to get it. <laughs> like, I'm done with you. <laughs> An infamous hero, a lieutenant, and a district attorney continued to dismantle the city's criminal underground. A new criminal psychopath threatens to undo their good work. And if you don't get the exact title, the point will not count. The innocent man. No. <laughs> three hints. Give me the first hint. Mm. An actor in this movie got nominated for an Oscar. This year? No. Years ago. Wait, repeat repeat it again? One more time, please. And as an as as a infamous hero, a lieutenant and a district attorney continue to dismantle the city's criminal underground. A new criminal psychopath threatens to undo their good work. Have two hints. Give me the second hint. Second hint is that Morgan Freeman is in this movie. <laughs> ah, come on, man. <laughs> We're gonna make it hard, bro. Morgan, you gotta watch more Morgan that's, Freeman. Hey, movies. that's how you make that's how you make me lose by just telling me Morgan Freeman movies. Morgan Freeman is in this movie. <laughs> I even realized I picked two movies with Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Give wow. me a third one. Your third and final hint. How do I word this? Wait, have I seen this movie? Yes, you have. I know you have. Um, your third and final hint is it's considered one of the most accurate. It's based on a type of book. That's it. It's based on a type of book. And you don't have any more lifelines, so this is your I final answer. I lose the point, man. Hold on. You lost the point? No. Oh, no, he, no, no. Is wait. he giving up? No. Uh, do I hear do I hear a quitter? Oh. I'll read it one last time for you. As a infamous hero, a lieutenant, and the district attorney continue to dismantle the city's criminal underground, a new criminal psychopath threatens to undo their good work. I give up. I don't know. Granted, I'm pretty sure the f the people listening are like going crazy. Granted, that's a movie? No. Oh. I said granted, <laughs> the people listening are going crazy. What's the movie called? Because this movie is The Dark Knight. Oh. Listen to it Come again. On. As an infamous hero, Batman, a lieutenant, Lieutenant, what is his name? Um, Gordon. Gordon. I gotta say, you made it really good, bro. And a district attorney, Harvey, continue to dismantle Gotham City's criminal underground. A new criminal psychopath, the Joker, threatens to undo their good work. And now we're tied 7-7. Yeah. Go, Jerry.
Ooh, I'll say you want to go, bro. Okay. I am done with you. <laughs> this the hardest game you were playing, bro. It's going to be a two-hour podcast. That's okay. That's okay. Ooh. No, that's okay, man. That's okay. People will be willing to listen, I hope. I <laughs> say <sighs> so you want to go, bro. Okay. Let's go like that. DJ, this is why you had to pick them beforehand. <laughs> I know I had, but I know you want to make it hard, so I'm looking for something else, bro. Nah, man. Nah, man. Come on. Go, I'm about bro. to get a point here. Come on. Are you sure, bro? Mm-hmm. Come on, Jerry. You know you want to. As Jerry's looking, I just got to say, I'm so proud of myself. For what? Uh, because um, I wrote these on my own. Most of them. Good job, I, bro. I got the basis of the description, and then I kind of edited it and so it makes sense, and it doesn't spoil that much. Like that last one. Because the description for The Dark Knight was oh. literally as Batman, Lieutenant Gordon, and a district attorney. <laughs> like, it was too obvious, you know? So I had to edit it. Edit edit it. Sorry. Sorry for my Okay. Story. You ready? Sure. Okay. And if it's something I haven't watched, I swear. <laughs> Probably you haven't seen it, but I'll... <laughs> okay. When... You know what? I'm just gonna, know. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, like, exactly what it says on the description. Okay. When a young girl goes missing in a big city, a desperate priest joins a demon hunter and his most and his motley crew on an otherworldly mission to find her. Read it one more time, please. Okay. When a young girl goes missing in a big city, a desperate priest joins a demon hunter. Oh wait, you're doing TV shows, right? Yeah. Crap. Lucifer? No. And his motley crew on another worldly mi- mission to find her. So a girl goes missing. Does f- from dusk till dawn have a TV show? Yeah, but it's not that one. Damn. So a girl goes missing. A priest joins a demon hunter to find her. The priest? Nope. The demon hunter. Demon <laughs> hunters. Shadow hunters. The supernatural. It's right, an easy my first hint. Demon. That it's in the description. You can't give me a hit that's in the description. Okay, devil. Devil. Yeah. TV show? Yeah. Alright. My second hint is a question. Is it a comedy or a horror? It's a uh, Mystery, suspense type. You want to use your light? Well, you don't have a lifeline anymore. Lifeline yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Wait, no, I have a lifeline still. I haven't used it. Yeah, you used it for. For which one? For uh, he used it. Oh yeah, for lost yeah, in space. Lost yeah. in space. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. Give me my third hint. Wait, you haven't given me my second hint. I did. G- oh, wait, you two. did. Okay, yeah. so it's a suspenseful kind of thing. Okay, third one. Magic. I think I know this one. It, it's not Shadow Hunters, right? It's no. the, the the magicians. The no. It can be uh, heroes. Nope. No. Um, granted, I haven't seen any of these shows, so. And that's those are your three hints. Okay. Uh, read it one more time for me, please. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A girl goes missing. A priest joins a demon hunter to find her. A priest. 
I'm so confused. Have I seen it? I don't think so. Damn. But it's it's really it's it has become really popular on Netflix. Oh, so it's a Netflix original. Yeah. Oh crap! <laughs> Alright, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. You're sure. I can't, I, man. Hold on. So he gave up. Yeah, it's called Diablero. I don't see those Spanish ones. Come on, Jerry. All right, well, the last ones. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A dude named Jerry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Springer. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Oh, did I? Con el perfume de tus pies. Did I lose it? Wait, where'd it go? Did I delete it? Oh, my gosh. I think I deleted it. Wait, where is it? No. What happened? Did I delete it? No way. Bro, I think I deleted it. I think I deleted my page. Oh, no. Oh, wait. No. Wait. Wait. No. Oh, recently deleted. Got it. Whew. Whew, okay. We <laughs> got it. All right. Here's my last one, Jerry. And if you don't get this one, I will be so mad at you. The ragtag wisecracking band of miscreants go on an adventure to unravel the mystery of one of the members' origins. Is that the whole thing? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Say it again. The ragtag, wisecracking band of miscreants go on a adventure to unravel the no. mystery of one of the members' origins. I also oh. have to edit this one. How I seen it? If you haven't seen it, I'd be so mad at you. And yes, you've seen it. <laughs> Can I use my second line? No. <laughs> yep. You have three hints. Give me first hint. Superheroes. Okay, I don't know if this movie's on Netflix, but is it Watchmen? No. No? And it is on Netflix. It's on Netflix? Really great film, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kick-Ass. Nope. No? I can say it again if you wish. Say it again? The ragtag, wisecracking band of miscreants go on a adventure to unravel the mystery of one of the members' origins. Is it Avengers? It's not Avengers. No? You have three guesses. You have two guesses. No, I'm sorry. Two, 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 um, uh, hints. Come on, Jerry. It's the last one. If you don't get it, you're done. <coughs> okay, so. You have two hints, Jerry. And after that, one more guess. Give me one hint. Okay, I'll give you one more hint. I think that's too good of a hint. <laughs> uh, that's even more of a hint. Uh, the ego. What? The ego? Yes. The ego. I have a feeling the, the ego has something with the name. The ego. No. That's your hint. That's how you get it. Captain America? (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait. <laughs> a ragtag band of miscreants. Captain America. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have one more hint. Okay, give me the last one. Your last hint is... Funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hilarious uh, movie. A hilarious, funny movie. Superheroes. The Ego. Those are your three hints. You have one more guess. You guys, we need to end this show. <laughs> Almost two hours. I give up. Jerry has given up. Yes, I give up. And the movie is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. A ragtag, wisecracking band of miscreants, also known as the Guardians of the Galaxy, go on an adventure to unravel the mysteries of Star Lord's origins. Peter Quill. What is it? If you guys come up with the question and it's an asterisk, if you do it good enough and they can't answer it, you get a fucking point. Ooh, that that's a good, good one. That could be good. Um, <clears throat> but we're tied, right, Connor? Yes. We are tied. So I don't. I wanna. I don't wanna end this on a on a tie. So no, it's my turn right now to ask you a question. So if you ask uh, answer no, this, you win. Uh, uh, no. Connor, I wanna invite you. To go on Netflix really quick and ask search up any random Netflix movie or TV doesn't show. Have show. Doesn't have to be Netflix as long as it's on Netflix. Oh. Read us the description, and that will be the tiebreaker. Okay. And whoever hits the table first, Brown. that is the one you will pick, and that is the one who will answer first. If the person who banged first on the table gets it wrong, the second person gets to steal. And the first person cannot answer anymore. What if no, none of us answer it? We just keep have to look for another one. <laughs> okay, go. And make sure it's something that we actually know, Connor, please. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so he said no promises. Okay, here we go. Tiebreaker of all tiebreakers. Here we go. Wait, okay. ask on the microphone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. The worst thing about prison oh, was okay, the. Grab the microphone. Okay. Ooh, okay. Here we go. So a military man faces a new reality, while while questions linger about the terrorist attack, he and his friend must turn to old school spycraft technology to unearth a mole. It might be too difficult. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show. I first hint. Repeat again. No, repeat it again first. Hold on. Okay. Um, an army soldier faces a new reality while questions linger about the terrorist attack. He and his friend um, must turn to old school spycraft technology to unearth a mole. I feel like I've seen this. Is it, does it start with a P by any chance? Okay, that counts. You know the show? On this podcast? No, no, no. no. Hey, you have to bang on the <laughs> table, Jerry. I didn't say anything. I was just asking a question. Oh. 
I'm gonna wait for Christian because I feel like he knows it. Go. Read it one more time. I think I got it. <laughs> wait. Uh, a soldier faces a new reality while questions linger about the terrorist attack. The Punisher. The what? The Punisher. You can't no, answer anymore. Punisher. No. You're done. You can't answer anymore. No. Pine Gap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That has been Netflix and Chill by Smosh. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much, everybody. Really quick, Jerry, um, to end this off, Captain Marvel, are you excited or not? I am excited. We're going to go watch it March 8th on theaters, guys. And We're going to talk about it on next week next on the week, Netflix uh, podcast. Movie time. Um, we didn't have one this episode, but next week we will have a uh, movie lounge with Chris and we will have TV, TV talk, talk again. Yeah, definitely. Um, but next week for movie lounge, we will be talking about Captain Marvel. We're going to try to talk for it for a little bit, a little more extensive because that is a big movie that's coming yeah, up. Definitely. So yeah. Thank um, you so much for everybody that is listening. Make sure you review this podcast and rate it, subscribe, share it with your friends. We'll give Go you a to shout school out. and share it with your, your classmates. Yeah, you know? Thank you, Connor, for coming so much. Loved your thoughts on. on wait, wait, wait. Happy birthday, Connor. Happy late oh, birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, it, was, it was. So happy, happy birthday. Yeah. He is 64. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So happy birthday. <laughs> Make sure you let, leave us a comment or go say happy birthday to his Instagram. Yeah, Connor Links in, in the, the description. sky in Instagram. Connor in so, the sky. Yeah. He's in um, the sky always. Also, follow us on Twitter at Netflix underscore addicts. And then follow us on Instagram on underscore the Netflix addicts. Follow Jerry on Twitter for JerryQM18 and me on Twitter for Chris6ST. Or links in the description. Or links in the description. And yeah, let us know. Guys, two hours almost. So thank you so much for listening this far if you've had. And next week, we're going to be talking about uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and some other good stuff. So see Enjoy you then. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye.